1: Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 6:30 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
2: Carolina Hurricanes get three goals in the first period, three more in the third, and knock off the Edmonton Oilers 6-3 at Rogers Place. Carolina was up 3-0 after the first period. The Oilers did rally to tie it with 14.20 to go, but then Carolina... Puts it away with three goals in about six minutes to start their five-game road trip with a win. The Oilers end their four-game homestand with a lackluster record of 1-2-1. and one. They're outscored 15-9 on their homestand. And the Carolina Hurricanes, not quite an Ottawa-esque streak in Edmonton, but they have scored 18 goals in their last three visits. To Edmonton, Zach Cassian all over the score sheet tonight. With two goals and 14 minutes in penalties, Connor McDavid had three assists and lost control of the puck on a penalty shot early in the third period. And, well, we we said this a lot last season. This is the first time we're saying it tonight. The Oilers, or this year, the the Oilers penalty kill, a huge part of this loss. As for the first time this season, they allow three power play goals against and obviously lose by three. It's 10 one Thanks a lot for joining us. We are live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. A lot to discuss tonight, and to me, Rob, a big turning point in this game. You can always break it down into sections. There are always little moments. It's one nothing with just over two minutes left in the first period. The Oilers were playing okay. They take two penalties. Carolina scores on both, all of a sudden it's 3-zip.
0: Yeah, and the problem is they were silly, needless penalties. Uh, the Oilers had a, a really good first period. Despite the fact they were down by 1, they outplayed Carolina in the first period. Had a number of great scoring chances. Uh, they had 3 or 4 great, great scoring chances on one of their power plays. Reimer's standing on his hit, so if they come out of the period down one nothing, they're actually feeling pretty good about themselves in, in the intermission where is thinking, you know what, we escaped. Instead, nurse takes a silly penalty, flying elbow right in front of the ref behind the net. Easy to easy to see. They get scored on. And then Cassian comes and I mean that one was so obvious. He takes a run from the blue line, hits the player from behind. I think I think he actually had to go by the referee to, to hit him. And at that when he hit when he made contact with the back of that player, the puck was on Connor McDavid's stick in the corner. Carolina off the face-off, they get the puck, they put the puck on net, and all of a sudden it's 3-0. So a, a period where for 18 minutes you actually played really, really well. You go into the intermission down 3-0. Like, okay, what just happened here? And that's just a huge mountain that you got to overcome.
2: 6-3 Carolina takes it tonight. The Oilers record now 18-11-4 on the season. They will remain. Tied for first of the Pacific Division, though things are uh, really starting to, to tighten up. We'll give you the full scoreboard here in a few minutes. Uh, now on, on the penalty kill, three goals tonight for Carolina. Their second goal, their third goal, and then their fifth goal, which was a, a big one. they they regained the lead and then obviously stretched it to two with 7.40 to go. What, what was happening tonight? Was this, a, was this a breakdown with the Oilers PK? Did they not do things that they had been doing or what happened?
0: Well, it's, sometimes you tempt fate, and I think the Oilers tempted fate tonight by putting themselves on, on the, the penalty kill too often and in bad situations. Uh, bad bounces, uh, misreads, uh, you know, the one was at the one at the end of the period where they won the faceoff, ended up losing the puck in the corner. And Bob, Bob Stoffer said it uh, upstairs after the game. Uh, that that might not have been a shot on net had it been uh, a regular power play with a full two minutes because they knew the, the play was dying or the period was dying. He threw the puck on net. Um, it just, uh, they didn't get the save on the power play that, that they needed. Uh, just it was just one of those nights there's going to be nights where your penalty kill doesn't bail you out tonight is a night and it's normally on penalties that are silly that you don't need to that you don't need to to take and those are the hardest ones to kill because there's a little sag on the bench because you think, why would we take that penalty? And the opposition, they want to make you pay. When you do something dumb, they want to make you pay more so than any other time. And Carolina came out with a shooter's mentality. Carolina, I mean, they have a good power play. They've got talent up front. The Oilers made mistakes tonight, and when they made mistakes, they paid the price.
2: Early in the third period, it was a pretty crazy sequence. The Oilers had a two-man advantage for a minute 22. Brett Pesci put his hand on the puck in the crease and Connor McDavid had a penalty shot. He did not get a shot on goal.
0: That was uh, strange. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I have seen that from time to time. I've been involved in games uh, it, where we've played, in the, especially in the minors, where guys would, in shootouts with the puck would bounce because the ice isn't normally as good in a lot of the minor league ranks. Uh, when, uh, I would have bet the house that that puck was going in the net. I'm thinking at that point, you know, the Oilers have got a pretty good break here. They score here on the penalty shot. Then they're still going to have a five on three for, I don't know, a minute or so. Score there. They have a chance actually to take the lead here in this in this uh, three-minute segment. Uh, it just, as we're watching the replay right now, he's coming in stick-handling. And I don't lost even, it on the back. Yeah, I don't even know if it bounced. If he just pushed, no, I and I got to be—I got to be honest. I'm, I'm never going to question Con- the way Connor. I I won't stick handle in a shootout or a penalty shot situation simply because I don't want it to bounce off my stick. Now, I don't have Connor McDavid's hands, and, and but it was just one of those ones where it just. He just pushed the puck back, and and it was it just it's frustrating. And I, I give him credit; the way he handled it, he just put the puck back down to the faceoff and, and went to the bench. The funny thing on all of that, though, was before the penalty shot started, because right now you're sitting up top. Of, is it going to be Connor or Leon? Going to be Connor or Leon? Well, James Neal skated out to center and was standing at the puck, and I don't know when. Coach Tippett pointed at McDavid if Neil saw the finger coming at him. But he's standing there, and then all of a sudden he looks around, he sees McDavid at the blue line gathering up speed, and he's like, oh, okay, wait a second, maybe this isn't me. I'm like, oh, you know what? He might have been fourth of the guys on the ice to get the call for the penalty shot. But Connor McDavid, a great opportunity there uh, that was missed, just a bad break, just a bad break. Wasn't it one of the Sadines a few years ago when he was playing, went in on a penalty shot and missed the puck at center? And he skated right over top of the puck. So great players sometimes have bad things happen.
2: 6-3. Carolina wins tonight. Despite the McDavid missing on the penalty shot, the Oilers did eventually score on that power play, not on the two-man advantage part, but late when they had a five-on-four. Got him within a goal. and tied it. And Jordan uh, Martin Duke had a lot of family here. Uh, spent most of his uh, time growing up here in Edmonton. Got the goal that turned out to be the winner. I'll say this as a, as a quick aside, as a, as a discussion point on the... Pesci covering the puck in the crease. The the officials talked about it, which I think is to their credit. I know sometimes we get frustrated if there's not an immediate call, but I also think that's one of those where everybody get together. Of all the things they're reviewing now, to me, that's something where you could say, okay, we got to check to see if he actually covered it with his hand. It wouldn't come up a lot during the season. There was a little bit of a delay Anyway, with them talking about yeah. it, why not confirm no, that, confirm that on video? I mean, coaches can you know you can challenge for or they not coaches can challenge, but you can look at five minute majors. Mm-hmm. Coaches can challenge hand pass or high stick. These are things that resulted out of the playoff games last year. I'd
0: rather I'd rather that reviewed than the offsides, ha- a hand on the yeah. puck at the Oh, Greece. absolutely, yeah. I'd rather that because that's a goal scoring situation there. Yeah, you're right. I mean. I, that's a really hard one to see. And normally, you don't see it called very often because normally when there's a puck there and there's players on the ground, it's hard to see yes. with a hand in it. So, it, But when, I mean, everyone in the stands saw because we went to the Jumbotron, it was very, very obvious. So I give credit to the referees. They talked about it and they made the right call. And just unfortunately for the others, it didn't work out at that point.
2: Yeah, that's a bit of an aside from the game tonight. But I just started thinking they want to get this right. And of all the things they're looking at now and how often would that come up but like you said often there's a pile up and you know if a goalie sees his defense right away, he's like,
0: oh, no, no, I, no, got, yeah, it. You're I right. got it,
2: I caught it. It's under me, it's and, under me.
0: And a lot of cameras won't get it. Yeah,
2: maybe it wouldn't be inclusive anyway.
0: But the, if, if there is an opportunity to to make the right call, because it was that could have been a huge call. That could have yeah. turned, it, it had Connor scored the goal there.
2: All right, nonetheless, the Oilers lose 6-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices, gcldiesel.com. The
3: next three. You know what? There's parts of our first period weren't even that bad. Other than we give up two, uh, two on the penalty kill. The third one is a is a tough one with three seconds left, right? So there was still there was parts of a game we didn't we didn't mind. But the penalty kill got bit there, and uh, we chased the game, get it back to three three, and then give up, a, you know, fail to clear a puck in our own zone, and then take another penalty, and it was off a guy skating in. So that's and the sixth one speaks for itself. So. It's one of those games where the thing, the puck block's not going your way, but you grab some things out of that game that actually I thought we did well, but you can't give up six and make the mistakes we did and expect to win. And
0: your penalty kill was, this was just one yeah. of those games
3: where- Yeah, it was one of those games where they didn't give them credit for some execution, but you know, the, the third one's off a skate. The second one they got, I thought, you know, you're looking for a save on that one, especially at the end of the period. Uh, you guys have sort of lost
4: some games of late. Been a 500 team for a while now. And losing them different ways it seems like all the time. Like it's not the same story every night by any means. How concerned are you that it's that
3: something's going wrong once in a while in different places? Uh, well, I mean that's the way that that's the way the league goes. Every game is not a similar game. The one thing that's different about this game or that there's two things different about this game is our penalty kill has been pretty good, and it got bit a little bit tonight. And our goaltending has been pretty good, and it got bit tonight. So, you add those two up, that's not usually a good winning formula. Dave, when you look at that
5: uh, penli- at the penalty kill, do you see anything that you weren't doing, or do you just look
3: and you know it's a look pretty nice puck movement? The last one goes off escape, but we got seam twice, seam through. We, you know, when the puck comes right low through the seam, that's. Uh, you're doing everything you can to take that one away, and even though it goes off this sky skate. Um, like I said, the second one in the right at the end of the first period, that goes across, but you're looking, that's an outside shot, you're looking for a save on that one. And the first one is, uh, I mean, it's a you got to give them credit on a good play. Uh, Dave, how would you assess how your team played at five on five tonight? I think at times we we're all right, times we're all right, times we're chasing the game. Our execution can be better five on five to try to speed up our game. But there's you know, I thought McDavid's line, they end up plus two tonight, they were they were a decent line, right? But when you are ch- it's a it's a hard hard game to assess because you're you're chasing the game down three nothing, you're chasing the game. It takes some guys out of it like you we're up in a game, and Sheehan and Granlin and, and Archie, they become valuable players in it. When you're chasing the game, it kind of takes them out of it. So it's it's a hard game to, to pick at five on five. Other than the first period when we were a little bit there, I thought we were all right.
2: All right, that's Dave Tippett, Oilers coach. They lose 6-3 to the Hurricanes. Breaking down the game, and, and like I said, there were there were some good moments five on five, some pretty uh, frustrating moments. So obviously the penalty kill didn't come through. He said you, you know, you'd like Koskinen to stop that one with three and a half seconds left in the in the first period, and and then Dougie Hamilton scores <laughs> from center on a play sometimes defenseman will try, doesn't always work, but he nailed that one.
0: Hey, he did. Uh, I I can't remember the name of there used to be a defenseman that played for the Boston Bruins that did that all the time and seemed like every year he scored at least one of those goals where he'd fake the rim and then he'd fire it on net. It's funny, it, it, when I played, if I would have done that, the goalie could have gone to the corner, touched the glass and got back and still made the save. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton shoots a little bit harder than I do. Uh, but you can see Hamilton set up. When you watch the, the replay, you can see he, he's getting ready. He knows exactly what he's doing the whole time. Uh, everything's got to go right for the guy scoring the goal you got to get the goalie to bite enough you got to put the puck on net hard and in the right position for the for the goaltender it was just one of those nights for Koskinen where everything was just a little bit off he wasn't horrible he wasn't terrible but just a little bit off and that's a, a play that when Koskin is on top of his game he's reading it and, and is in the right position unfortunately tonight for the Oilers too many bounces went the wrong way for them
2: All right, so 6-3, the Hurricanes take it. We'll check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers? Head to edmontontrailer.com. About five and a half minutes left in the third. Toronto up 2-1 in Vancouver. Vegas taking it to Chicago. It's 4-0 with 12 minutes left. The Kings up 2-0 on the Rangers after two. The Lightning win 2-1 against the Panthers. Canadians knock off the Penguins 4-1. Sabres beat the Blues 5-2. Predators down the Sharks. 3 1. The Ducks get by the Wild 3 2 in a shootout. Jets roll over the Red Wings 5 1. Dallas, with Rick Bonus coaching, Jim Montgomery fired today. Dallas beats the Devils 2 0. And Calgary has now won six in a row as they get a 5 2 win on the road against Arizona. So the top of the Pacific division now. Edmonton and Arizona both with 40 points. Edmonton is classified higher because they have more Regulation and overtime wins Calgary has now snuck up just two points behind thanks to their six-game winning streak All the teams have played 33 games uh, Vegas is in Well, Vegas is gonna win. They're up still up. They're gonna be up. Out so 37. They're, 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 gonna, they're gonna get up to 37 So all, that, all, all the teams will have played 33 games. It'll be Edmonton, Arizona 40 Calgary 38 and Vegas 37 We'll see how Vancouver does And and San Jose lost. San Jose, they had gotten it going, and now they've they've fallen back a little bit. They're going to have they have 32 points. So uh, you know there there is no dominant team in the Pacific Division. That's the lowest 40 is is the lowest first place total for for any team leading the division. Uh, Edmonton is still there, largely on the strength of you know their first eight or nine games on the season, and every other team in the division has had um, well, I guess out of the top six teams, San Jose, Vancouver, Vegas, Calgary, Arizona, Edmonton, they've all had good stretches and they've all had tough stretches.
0: Well, right now the Calgary Flames are having the stretch. It's almost like they've had a reverse season of the Oilers. They started off just kind of wishy-washy and now they've gone on uh, six in a row but I think they're 6-0-1 or something like that in their last seven or something along that line, and they're getting their points now. All teams are going to have good spurts over the course of the season, and they're going to have spurts where things aren't going to go as well. It's You just want to, when when things are going right for you, you want to um, bundle all those points up and continue to grab as many as you can because you're going to need them, and that's what's happening right now. The Oilers, this is a tough stretch for the Oilers, and the thing that they got early in the season, they got great goaltending. Not just good, but great goaltending. the last little while, the goaltending has not been bad, but it's been average. In the National Hockey League to win hockey games, you need great goaltending.
2: 6-3, Carolina takes it. A $75 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit coveredalberta.ca. They're given $25 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. Don't forget, delivery day is Saturday. For Santa's Anonymous, santasanonymous.ca to get uh, all the info. If you've done it before, you, you know it's a it's a great day. If you're doing it for the first time, just go to the website, and make sure you're read up on everything you need to bring and, and how the day might go. But uh, I've delivered. It's, it's a really rewarding experience. I mean, you get hundreds, if not thousands of people lining up outside the depot, picking up gifts and, and delivering them. It is a pretty cool experience.
0: No, it is, and, and for an incredible cause. So everyone get out there and help out.
2: Local boy Jordan Martinuk gets the game winner tonight for the Hurricanes. Here he is for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees.
4: I don't have to feel good. Yeah, it did. Felt real good, especially the way the game was going, and just turn the turn the tide. It uh, yeah, it worked worked out good. What was the story in that first period there that allowed you guys to get the three 0 oh, I don't think we played that good. It just luckily we got whatever two power play goals, and then the kind of lucky one run fishy. But uh, they they played well in the first, and we were luck. We don't come out three nothing, then that's a different game, I think. So yeah, it was, sometimes you just got to take those ones and move on. What's it like to score here? Uh, Two years in a row, so uh, it's pretty nice, especially this one, game winner, and yeah, it was fun. How fun. fired up to the fam. Good. Well, I haven't seen him yet, so we'll go. I'm sure my dad's pretty pumped, and everybody's pretty excited. So, yeah. A lot of tickets. Were you playing for free tonight? Or? No, I. My dad, no, he's in the oil and gas industry, so he gets a ton, and my father-in-law's in insurance, so he gets a lot. So, don't pay for one when I come here. You feel like your goal in the third really just to you guys settle down after they tied the game and yeah. kind of roll from there. Yeah, definitely. Just stop, kind of stopped the bleeding there, and got momentum going our way, and then uh, get the power play and. Um, Как? turned out good how weird was that whole sequence though with all the penalties and weird ones too and then the penalty shot yeah Yeah, um, (laughs) luckily the the ice here was a little a little chunky there so McDavid lost up but uh, it definitely was a crazy start to the period and then I guess once I scored it kind of settled down and we kind of started playing the way we should have started the period
1: were were you guys talking about that you know how
5: do we calm this thing down
4: Uh, I don't think anybody was talking about it everybody just kind of knew what we knew it was going the wrong way so somebody needed to or we needed to go turn it so we we got it turned
1: what's been the key on the penalty kill lately
4: same stuff just aggressiveness and good sticks and good clears just not not cheating on the offensive side of it so
2: yeah all good Perfect. perfect Jordan Martinuk well all good for him and he's had a tough uh, year surgery after the season surgery in October this was just his 16th game of the year but he gets a, a big goal with with several uh, family members in the crowd just his second goal of the season and uh, th- that was actually the uh, hurricane's first shot of the period nine it, and a half minutes
0: in and it was so huge it was so huge for the hurricanes everything was going the other's way at that point they tied the game uh, they had momentum they, they got a number of great scoring chances And it just felt like Okay this one's the Oilers to take now And he comes down And again that was just a, a bad bounce for the Oilers The the, the, the puck just kind of Bounced all around and the sea Open and all of a sudden he came I believe he just came Right off the bench right to the puck a Great shot used a screen Perfectly found the right corner uh, To put the puck in uh, I mean it's it's not good for Oilers and Oilers fans but it's a great night for for a young man who's got his family in there cheering on and getting to watch him score a humongous goal in a big win for his Carolina Hurricanes
2: so 6-3 for Carolina tonight Edmonton's record dips to 18 11 and 4 on the season we're looking for someone to finish the play, 780-496-0063. That's how you can call in. You can also text that number if you have any questions or thoughts on the game tonight. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, which uh, they haven't done in a while now, you can go to the Oilers page on 630 com, print up a coupon to Japanese Village for a free appetizer, A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. Well, three assists for Connor McDavid, but he also bobbled the puck on that penalty shot. Didn't get anything on net. Here's McDavid, courtesy GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. A lot of, you know, you guys fight back once again, but just can't finish off the game.
5: Yep. Um, you know, put ourselves behind the eight ball. I liked how we battled back. Um, you know, I thought our game was pretty good overall. Um five-on-five. Five. I think uh, tonight our specialty teams wasn't
2: uh, wasn't where it needed to be, and, and uh, tonight it cost us. I think once again, chasing a game, you fall behind three and stuff to come back. Uh, Even in this league where there's some games that
5: come back, so- yeah, I mean, uh, we did come back, you know, we made a 3-3, they're a good team, they're solid defensively, they work hard, I, I thought uh, our work ethic was there, Um you know, we battled back from a big hole and, um, you know, they couldn't close it, but, uh, you know, we f- need to find a way to start better, but, uh, you know, I thought uh, overall the middle part of our game was pretty good.
2: How would you assess this 4
5: Uh Not good enough. Um... Yeah, we needed to find a couple of more wins, and um, no we didn't. So you now we need to go out on the road, find a big one in Minnesota, and uh, come back and defend uh home ice game.
2: All right, that's Connor McDavid. Oilers lose 6 3 to the Hurricanes. Stacy writes in, says, Hey, Reed and Rob, the number of giveaways is frustrating. One of the worst guys, Dry Seidel. No doubt he can make some amazing passes, but his giveaways drastically outnumber his successful passes. He had three in one shift with scoring chances. As a result, well, we talked a little bit about this during the intermission, uh, and we had a caller calling a few days ago saying Dreisaitl is, is lazy. I absolutely disagree with that. However, I, I, we've seen this from him before. I do think he goes through periods where he gets really frustrated, and, and it affects his, his playmaking.
0: Yeah, he, he looks frustrated. Body, body language shows he does, and you made a good point. When he gets a little frustrated and things aren't going his way, sometimes he tries to force things. And that's where you see the giveaways, where he tries to make plays that uh, have, you know, very limited chances of, of success. When he's at his best, he's making the, the high percentage play and he's making it perfect time and time and time again. Uh, they're playing him a little tighter. They, they know don't give him time and space because when Leon has time, he's as good as anyone in the National Hockey League. Without time, he's still really, really good. But they're, they're forcing him even more and taking away passing angles. So, yeah, I, I agree. He, he The last couple of games, he has not looked like the Leon that we have seen through the first 27, 28 games. All players go through it. It's uh, When great ones go through it, they seem more frustrated. If, if your average Schmo goes through it, they they expect it. It's like, all right, here I'm having a bad yeah. one. Oh, I knew this or you're was coming. Eight yeah, minutes, yeah, no, not 24. Uh, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. So I'll just try and make my way through it. But when it, when Leon or Connor or or Ryan Nugent Hopkins are players of that ilk, when the th- buck doesn't bounce for them it's really frustrating because it rarely goes that way but it was very noticeable the last couple of games all
2: right Oilers lose 6-3 to the Hurricanes we will go to James on the line who's going to finish the play for us James do you have any comment on the game or just want to dive right into the contest
5: uh, I think I'm just going to dive right into the contest
2: all right we appreciate that you've already got up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking The best price on Edmonton Airport Parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code Jet. Here we go. Boiler's working around. Dry, subtle, slid it inside. Kara to the point. Shot Larson off the crossbar. And somehow that stayed out. That looked like it got the lower half of the crossbar. All right. So James Reimer getting a little help from his metal friend on that play. Reimer, the 31-year-old goaltender, For the Hurricanes, here is your question, James. What Western Hockey League team did James Reimer play for? Was it the Regina Pats or the Red Deer Rebels?
5: Uh, I'm going to say the Regina Pats.
2: Would you like another guess? Yes, the Red Deer Rebels. James, I really wanted to put you to the grand prize draw. That was an excellent second guess.
0: I could even help him. I I had no idea. <laughs> I was like, "Well, wow, you threw me on that one
2: too." Uh, James goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting, valued at a thousand dollars. Safe, adrenaline-pumping fun. Fast Track dot com. We're very generous with that contest.
0: We are. I wasn't very generous because I didn't know the answer.
2: <laughs> We're going to have eighty-two games and like one hundred and twenty people in the cont- in the grand prize. <laughs> How
0: did you guys get so many people in?
2: Six-three uh, Carolina wins tonight. Uh, if you're just joining us, the Oilers took. Some silly penalties uh, couldn't kill them off. They trailed three nothing. They tied at three three, and then uh, Carolina went to work from there. Uh, tough night for Koskinen, letting a goal from center by Dougie Hamilton with uh, just under five minutes left that, that really put it away. But the Oilers were in dire straits since since then. Um, Cassian, uh, look, no doubt about it. Dumb penalties. And then he got the mouthing off penalty and ten minute misconduct. I did think, though, and this is not why they lost. I I think if you're a goalie and you punch the other player with your blocker twice, that's a roughing penalty to me. To me, they they would have been
0: 4-2.
2: Oh, you would have given Cassian an extra one anyway?
0: He's going to get an extra penalty there simply because the Oilers had a 5-on-3 and a penalty shot. The next penalty is going to go to Carolina. Or, excuse me, is going to go to the Oilers. He went after a goaltender. He grabbed the goalie by the mat. He threw him to the ground. He had his glove off that 100 out of 100, they're going to make that call. He gave the referee an opportunity, and you don't need to. And and you just don't need to. There was no reason. Uh, The Oilers were playing great. They were playing really good at that point. You don't need to, to get involved there. Cassian, you take away two moments in this game. He was excellent. Yeah, he was. The rest of his game, he was excellent. He was physical. He was making plays. He scored a couple big goals, but two plays are two plays that are a big reason why the Oilers lost the game at the end of the first period he takes that penalty he didn't need to and then he goes after Reimer they're going to call if it's the other way around and you've got um, Manson from, from Anaheim grabbing Koskinen's mask and putting them, throwing him them to the ground you're going to hope that you get a power play out of it too so he just gave the referees an opportunity to make a call and you can't do that in a one goal game when you're playing well in an important game, too, because this was an important game for the Oilers. All
2: right, so you're, you're, you would have had the Oilers if you are calling that, even if you would have penalized Reimer, it's, you it, still would have given Cassie an extra yes, penalty or not sportsmanlike like or something. Uh, to uh, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Graham says on the text line, the team's awfully frustrating. You know they can perform when they want to, but fizzle away any good chances they get. Any chance Holland brings up someone from the farm for some life in the top six, or does the team have to... Figure it out themselves before adding in unproven players. I think forward-wise, I think they're going to have to figure it out themselves. I don't think they're going to look to Benson or or Josh Curry or someone like that to. And a good question from from Graham, and you know, maybe down the road if there's an acquisition, maybe. Um, but I, I don't know if there's a forward that they're going to bring up that's going to be a, a transformative player on one of the top two lines.
0: Oh, I, I don't think they have a forward in the minors now that is better at in the top six than what the Oilers have right now. In, I think eventually somebody like
2: might... is is a better player than Kara with the pocket and imagination wise, but he doesn't have the experience.
0: Yeah, and I I don't I mean what we saw from him in the preseason. He didn't show. He, they they wanted him to have that opportunity. They wanted him to start the season here, and he didn't show it. Um, now I don't see what's going on in the minors. I don't watch any of their games, and I just read what I what I read about how the players are playing down there. But I do. I agree with you. I think what they have here right now, they've got to figure it out and somehow. And it, uh, the top six still. I mean, they have the top two scores in the National Hockey League in the top six. They just five on five. They just got to be better.
2: All right, Carolina takes it six three. Oilers go one two and one on their four game homestand. More reaction from you. More reaction from the dressing rooms as we move along. We're live in Studio ninety nine. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. <laughs>
1: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 chair.
2: For the first time this season, missed around and a blocker save made by Koskinen off the rush against the Hurricanes. All right, Miko Koskinen save of the game. Courtesy Jiffy Lou, B. Wise winter rise, but uh, not enough saves tonight. Carolina beating the Oilers. 6-3 at Rogers Place. I can't remember if I mentioned the. I did mention it earlier, but it stands out, so I'll mention it again. Last three visits to Rogers Place, 18 goals for the Hurricanes.
0: Crazy. They've got some talented players up front, and they. we talked about it at the end of the second period, why we felt that the Oilers had a chance to come back in this game, is they're a high-event hockey club. I mean, there's there's great scoring chances going both ways. They can create them, but because sometimes they sell out, it comes back the other way and bites them. And we saw that tonight. There were uh, as many grade A scoring chances in this game as we've seen in two or three games combined. So uh, they've got the ability to put the puck in the net. They've got some very talented young hockey players. Yeah,
2: well, and I, I, we gotta, I think we got to hand it to Reimer, too. We haven't really talked about him. And... Obviously, in, goal te- in hockey, it's the number of goals that are scored. I mean, you've got to have more than the other team, but it, sometimes it is when you make the save, and he made at least a couple of big saves when it was one nothing Carolina. And, nope. you know, that, again, if Edmonton ties at 1-1 or goes ahead 2-1, it, it changes the whole attitude of the game.
0: Well, the Oilers had a power play right at the beginning of the game, the first power play, and they had three or four golden scoring opportunities. You made a couple <laughs> great stops. Yeah, I that, mean, yeah. ones that normally go in the net. Uh, he, he was outstanding in this hockey. And, well... It, we we say it all the it's almost like a broken record. But what wins hockey games, especially teams in goal yeah, and goaltending, no. and tonight it was pretty simple Easy to pick who Car- had the better. Yeah. yeah, Carolina was better in both of those uh, areas. So uh, Reimer uh, has turned out to be a a, a pretty good backup goaltending pickup for the Carolina Hurricanes. That's what his sixth victory of the season. That's pretty good for your backup.
2: All right, just want to update the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Some games that were in progress last time we gave you the scores. Toronto does finish off Vancouver. 4-1 victory. Austin Matthews got his 19th. The Golden Knights are going to beat Chicago. It's 5-1 with 15 seconds left. And the Kings are up 2-0 on on the Rangers early in the third. Also, uh, earlier today, Calgary winning their sixth in a row, 5-2 over Arizona. So Edmonton and Arizona tied for first in the Pacific with 40 points, Calgary with 38 and Vegas, well they probably have 37 by now, I don't know if that game has quite ended, but they will have 37 so four teams within three points atop the division. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 63 we have Abbas on the line, Abbas thanks a lot for calling, go ahead Hi guys, how are you today? Good It's really hard, you know, for me. Like, I'm looking at my book where we lost the Stanley Cup to the Carolina Hurricanes. And this game reminds me of game one when we lost five to four. Whoa, yeah, that's, I don't know if you, (laughs) that's a a bad memory for the Oilers. I I don't know if I'd directly compare necessarily a game in in December to, to game one of the Stanley Cup final, but I guess these two teams will always have a, a bit of that history together for sure. Rod Rindamore is the coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. Here he is, courtesy BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, License Insolvency Trustees.
5: Going back to the start of the game, how the special teams came up big in that first period, kind of set the tone to, to give you this lead. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a great first period by us, actually. Um, but, you know, like you said, we were able to you know get a couple uh, power play goals and kill a couple penalties which was you know was very good to get out ahead of them and then obviously you know third period just what i said to you didn't want to happen and within a minute we're on a five on three so that just changed the whole complexion of the game What does it say, though, how this team dug in after that? You know, a lot of times on the road, you give up a lead like that, but they come right back and Martin up with maybe the the biggest goal he scored for you. Right, that that was a huge play of the game because obviously everything had flipped at that point, and, um, you know, we needed a couple shifts, and, uh, you know, he came out and got a goal, so that, you know, settled down a little, and then we had, obviously, a power play go right after that, so that kind of put the game away last two games your big line has, has been big how important is that you say it every night but how important is it especially in a, a game like this Sebastian and turbo get uh, get the game that they have we need, we need everyone but obviously your best players have to be your best players but it, it, it takes way more than that and you can't rely on just a couple guys it just, it's hard if you're doing that and, and uh, um, tonight I felt like you know we're getting contributions from other guys and uh, that's that's what you have to have on the uh, Dougie Hamilton goal from center ice. Did he learn that from Corey Stillman? Yeah, right. I'm about the only one of you that remember that one. But uh, no, Dougie's got those tricks in his bag. And you know, he said it was going to work once this year. So I guess that was it. Sebastian, now uh, stays out after his hat trick two goals tonight. I mean, do you feel like he's just in a role right now, feeling confident? They've been good. I mean, they obviously they gave up one early when they weren't that good uh, in a shift. But then, for the most part, they were, they was, uh, it was a pretty solid game by them. And, uh, you know, they were digging in. It was a tough, tough matchup, right? They had that, that, some amazing players over there. So uh, give our guys credit. We, we, when it got tight, we were able to still, you know, find a way.
2: Rod Brindeboer and the Carolina Hurricanes are 19-11-1 Aho first start of the game he's he's a fantastic player
0: he is a very talented hockey player he got off to a slower start this season uh but he he's picked it up as of late and and robert rindemore talked about it your best players have to be your best players and they've got some talented players in their top six and uh, otto scored some nice i mean the goal that he scored he's got the one off his skate late in the game on the power play it's just being in the right place you know it it was fortunate, it was a good bounce, it was a good break, but he was hanging around the blue paint. Not a big player, but he got in the right area. Uh, yeah, they they needed just about everything, and that was a huge goal, because that extended the lead, and that's where Cassian left the game, as he was not happy with the way Crazy. it worked out. But uh, uh, a huge goal, and you need your big players come big at big moments, and at that point, that was a big moment for the Carolina Hurricanes.
2: Aho, the first star, McDavid, with three assists. The second star, Martinuk, with the game-winning goal. The third star, Rob and I give out the fourth star for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to, to overlook <laughs> the two penalties as Cassian, again, two blips in the game tonight for Cassian that took away from an incredible game. Like he was, there were was so many positives about his game, so I'm going to turn a blind eye to the two penalties and give him the star of the game for the four star.
2: Yeah, and you know what after that Aho goal, there was there was a bit of a delay and at first I thought okay are they going to look at it in case was it was kicked in. I was wondering the same in? thing. Yeah. I mean I would have been shocked if they ruled that kicked in and then um, we were wondering is they going to did the Oilers take cuz Nurse hit Aho right after he scored and I thought are they are they penalizing that did something else happen? Well, I think they were making sure
0: Cassian got down the tunnel. Yeah, I didn't see see. any of that either. I mean, obviously, we're looking at, we're watching the replays and all that, so I didn't see what was said, but... uh, Said the magic word, as we like to say. I'm guessing there was more than one magic word on that one. I think there was a few.
2: (laughs) Uh, This texter says to seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. all I know is there's no way to know what's going to happen in this league anymore. After watching where St. Louis came from last season to seeing the top two top seeds where the two top seeds in each conference get knocked out in the first round. <laughs> the texture says enjoy the ride, I guess. Well, you, know, you and I said a lot last year, just make the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I mean, certainly, usually if you have a good regular season, you're a good team and, and, and you might do some damage, but you know, Ottawa Ottawa beat Boston last night. They beat Edmonton last week. That's two division lead. Now, Boston's clearly better, better than Edmonton, and I don't, I don't know if Edmonton's going to finish first in the division, but uh it it really is it it's so close it, it's so close and and like we kind of talked earlier there are always key moments in the game even even in a game where it might turn out lopsided in the end there are always key moments where you could say well if that team would have done that they could have taken control over 80 games though the better teams win yep. those those little mini games more often than no
0: not. no you're absolutely right um in tonight's game there was about five or six different moments if they had gone the Oilers way instead of Carolina's way we might be talking a a victory afterwards Uh, good teams have more positive moments poor teams, teams that are on the outside looking in at the end of the year have more of the negative moments Uh, right now the Oilers are in a bit of a uh, glut, uh, they're not playing as well as they did earlier in the season they're not getting the goaltending they did early in the season frustration is, is creeping in but this is where you want to turn things around because and I know a lot of people are talking about this was around the time last year where things started to go south for the Oilers, it was because of injuries and, and there's that fear but the Oilers do have a really tough stretch right now, they're playing, they got some pretty good hockey clubs they're going to be playing against, you don't want frustration to creep into your game and that's how you start the game because then the first thing that goes wrong, right. well, we've seen it many, many times. When the first thing goes wrong, there's a huge sag, and the Oilers in the past haven't been able to come out of it. Uh, so the Oilers just parked this. There were some, as Dave Tippett said, there were some really good parts of this game for the Edmonton Oilers. Those are the parts you want to focus on taking to Minnesota, which has not been an easy place to win.
2: Well, and that's a good point, Rob. And so often in pro sports, the, when you're having a tough time, or like the Oilers have had, when you're having a bad season, when it's a bad part of the game, it's it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And when the Oilers had their good start, yeah, sure, they might get plate, but they'd be 0-0 for that 10-minute section, or they'd only give up one. Well, what happened today? Two goals in two minutes yep. late in the first period. Well, and,
0: and what we said at the beginning of the season, and, and a lot of the big wins the Oilers have had, they got a big save at a big moment. End of the first period, the the shot from from the outside... Uh, Koskinen saves that. He's been making that stop all year year long. And tonight he doesn't. Now there was a big moment with just a few seconds left on the clock that all of a sudden that that was huge. And again, the others do fight back from that. But whenever you're trailing by two or three or, or more, you've got to play a perfect game. And you may fight and get back in the battle and get within one or tie the game. But the perfection has to continue. And they, uh, a bad break on, on the goal by Martinuk, where that's just, it wasn't perfect the rest of the way. and So you fight all that way, but you can't make a mistake. You can't have a break go against you. You can't have a bounce go against you. And the Oilers put themselves in too big a hole that uh, they fought as hard as they could. But Carolina had the luxury of, of a three goal lead where they can make mistakes and the Oilers couldn't.
2: 6-3. Carolina wins it. You'll hear from the Nuge in a couple of minutes. We're live in Studio 99, Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford.
1: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair.
2: Platform gets it back from Drysaddle to McDavid. Back to Drysaddle. Back Tick to him. Hockey.
1: Two. Nugent Hopkins with his sixth goal of the year.
2: Well, the Nuge with a goal tonight, but the Oilers fall 6-3 to the Hurricanes. Let's go down to the Oilers dressing room. Here's number 93.
4: They put it in. Um, we started to uh, near the end, but uh, little, uh, just not enough. Not a uh, tough homestand. You guys had a lot of hope. start started this homestand, and you kind of limp out of it. What do you think? We only go on the road for game. Um, we've got to establish our road game again and come back. and we have a couple back home. So, uh, uh, I mean, for the most part this year we've been good at home. Uh, like you said, this uh, this one wasn't our best, but uh, we, we still battled. Uh, we were in there uh, a lot of the games. Um, maybe a couple we weren't, but for the most part we were, we hung in there even when we get down. I mean, uh, that's something that we need to, to fix, obviously, our starts. Um, but the way that we battle back is uh, definitely a promising time.
2: Alright, some quick comments there from Ryan Nugent-Hopkins who got a uh, tap-in power play goal, good pass by Leon Dreisaitl, pulled the Oilers to within 3-2 they would tie at 3-3 Zach Kassian, second of the game, but Carolina three goals in about uh, what, five minutes after that to win it 6-3 tonight at Rogers Place Okay, uh, our adjustment of the game will be some discussion on penalties for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit AlbertaChiro.com. Sunny texting in from Vancouver he says, uh, many needless penalties today. How does Tippett crack down on lazy and or unnecessary penalties?
0: Well, first, there's a discussion. Uh, you, sh- you show video. Um, most players, when they take a, a, an ill-advised penalty, they know it. And usually you know it when you're sitting in the box, and you certainly know it when you're skating slowly back to your bench after they score. So uh, you don't know. It's, if, it's, if it's a one-off or if it's one every you know, 10, 15, 20 games, Like players like Nurse and Kassian and are going to play on the edge. That's what makes them effective. There's a little bit of fear for the opposition playing against them because you don't know exactly what they're doing. That creates more space for them. It, there's a time and place for it. Um, there's a, in a one-goal game late in the third period, it's not the time. At the end of a first period in a one-goal game not the time. So I, I don't think a lot's been said. I think Cassian, for the most part, has been much better this year. He hasn't taken a lot of foolish penalties, and neither has Nurse. So I, I don't think there's a whole lot has got to be made of it. It's just a simple, hey, we need you on the ice. And the player will say, yeah, you're right, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and again, those two late in the first period... You know, uh, uh, Nurse's elbow was. And I mean, the thing is, a play like that—if he catches him clean, they're going to look at that. Yep.
0: And then all of a sudden, you're not just gone for two; you you're gone for two games. Yeah. And the Oilers can't afford. It. I mean, we, we've seen how important Nurse has become to the to this team and, and the back end. He can't afford it. But again, it's an emotional game. Frustrations come into play. And uh, I know from experience, I've, t- I've taken my share of dumb penalties, and it's, you just have a, a momentary brain, brain cramp. And then as you're sitting in the box, you say, okay, why did I do that? Okay, please don't score, please don't score. And then the, the skate, I'm, there's nothing worse than taking a dumb penalty and having to skate back to the bench. And I swear, watch players, rarely do they lift their eyes up because they do not want to see the coach staring at them.
2: What would you do... Well, th- that's a, not a good way to put it because you'd always have Connor and Leon together, but what, no. do you, what do you anticipate Tippett might do with the combinations? Uh, you know, Nygaard, McDavid, Cassian started the game together. We saw a lot of McDavid dry cycle together as the game went on, and, and even the big three together with Nuge on a couple of shifts as well.
0: I, I imagine that they'll start the way they started tonight's game. I, I think that... Uh, I mean, Cassian had a, a whale of a game outside of the penalties, playing with Connor. Connor was flying. Nygaard had some chances. I saw. I, I like the fact that he kept some plays alive. What you want to see out of him is more finish. He just and he there, I gets mean, those chances, Rob. And, and gold. And that, that's the problem when you play with a star. When you're playing on the first line, you have to capitalize because I mean, let's be honest. The the Oilers are. Whoever's on Connor's line or if when he and Leon are split up when those guys are out there and they get chances That's where you're getting your offense from and if you're not cre- if they're not finishing Well now you the third and fourth lines ooh, we're not waiting for them to carry a team So he's got to capitalize. Uh, I imagine he'll get another look because he got some chances, but the ones that the chances He got it. What I mean, there's one that was he was hitting the slot and he didn't. I mean he went off his stick and went flying into the corner Uh, Cassian has has found a groove he's not going to get as many grade A scoring chances but he's found that when he gets them he does capitalize so I but having said that I think the lines will stay the same to start the game but it'll be a short leash. All right,
2: so the Oilers fall 6-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes. You can get more on 630Chud.com or on globalnews.ca. Next broadcast coming up on Thursday night, Oilers at Minnesota, 4.30 face-off show game at 6. Don't forget the home game against the Leafs on Saturday is an early start, 5 o'clock here at Rogers Place. Our face-off show will be at 3.30. Thanks to Brendan Escott and Scott Johnson for bringing us the post-game interviews from the dressing rooms. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kent. Our studio producer back at 6.30 Chet Oilers Hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Carolina 6, Edmonton 3 is your final. Have a great night.